Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here, and we are back with another amazing episode of Amazing Business Radio. And we have another great show today because our guest is going to be Anthony. I want to make sure I say that correctly. Anthony Bryden, and he is the CEO and co-founder of Directly. More about that in just a moment, but a couple of quick things before we get started. Number one, if you've got an amazing customer service story or you have a question and you want to share it with me, please send me any of those. Uh, use our social channels. I'm pretty much everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and just remember to use the hashtag when it's appropriate to hashtag AskShep. And I'm going to answer your questions that you send in either here on the show or in a newsletter or one of the social platforms directly. So, oh, one other thing. Don't forget the new TV show. It's not so new anymore. It's been out for about a year now. It's called Be Amazing or Go Home. And you can find that on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, C-Suite TV. You can even find it episodes on YouTube. Gosh, how do we do it? It's crazy. Anyway, we have informative segments with lots of great guests, and I'm sure you're not going to want to miss that, so please be sure to tune in. All right, it's time to get into our episode. Anthony, how are you, man? From Directly, the CEO and co-founder of a company that focuses on AI and automation of support, and really, I wanted to talk about this for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's one of the hottest topics today in the customer service world, but we've got a lot of people out there. They're all interested in customer service and experience. And what I want to do is kind of take the approach, what is the consumer experiencing or a customer experiencing when they're interacting with AI? Sometimes they don't even know they're doing it. But before we get started, Anthony, welcome to the show. And uh, just want to welcome you and find out a little bit more about you. So maybe you give us a little background on yourself. Uh, uh, Chef, thank you. I'm, I've, I've been excited to be here. I've been excited to talk to you this morning. Um, I have spent uh, 25 years off and on. Uh, in call center and contact center and customer service. Uh, my first job was uh, working with large call centers, uh, helping them adopt new technologies, helping them make uh, onshoring and offshoring decisions. And uh, I've leveraged that uh, experience and that expertise to start directly, um, uh, you know, which is a new point of view and a new perspective and a new way to make automation work in, in call center and contact center environments. So you just mentioned onshoring and offshoring. I'm making a note here because what that means is, uh, are we doing it either internally? Are we doing it on the U.S. continent? And here we are in the U.S. By the way, if you're in Europe listening to this and you're in France, are people saying, should we do it in France or should we do it somewhere else around the world? And uh, offshoring means a lot of times people, when they think of that, they think of people who have thick accents. We can't understand them regardless of what country they're from or where they are going to be politically correct there and not cite any specifics because really offshoring is it's global now it's everywhere right. uh, so what uh, let's jump into that I mean what's the answer there are there some companies out there that are so good that when you call them and I say offshoring when I enter I refer to companies like a third party handling customer support for a company uh, that's so good you have no idea that you're talking to another country or even uh, a separate company um so that there are certainly companies that are better than others so that, that have kind of made that uh, um, out, outsourcing decision. Just like with, with each new technology adaptation, um, there are technologies that adapt that new technology more successfully. 
uh, often you get out of it what you put into it. You know, so if it's a lightweight um, uh, a kind of decision to uh, outsource, it's probably not going to go very well. Similarly, if it's a lightweight investment in IVR or a lightweight investment in automation and AI, it's also probably not going to go very well. So companies are on yep. the whole spectrum, but you know, so much of a good experience comes down to the investment in that experience, the investment in the integration, um, and, and that's where companies really differentiate themselves and, and show that customer commitment. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I'm, my thought based on what you're saying is that you know, it's okay to do these alternatives. If you want to take it out of your own world and you want to put it into somebody else's company, great, but keep in mind, you know, it, it don't say, oh, this is a much less expensive solution because sometimes the less expensive, and it may be, by the way, but if it's dramatically less and you're trying to just save money, recognize you might lose customers on the way if that experience isn't what it's supposed yeah, to that, be. Yeah, that, that's right. I think, you know, the, um, uh, the, the key point that I'd make over the, over the last 23, uh, you know, 20, 25, 30 years, every time there has been a new uh, technology, or a new economic model, um, companies in customer service, companies have shifted to that. And often their customers have paid the price. They've fallen through the cracks because the customer experience um, you know, has, has been damaged in the early days of that transition. So you know, I described the 80s and, and the move to outsourcing models. Well, the customers paid a long penalty for a long time. You know, the economic advantage was so compelling to the customers they had to do that. Um, but similarly, to the companies. yeah. But similarly, if, if you think of two thousands, the economic advantage of IVR, you know, was so compelling that they got adopted broadly. But the customers also fell, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of fell in the lurch there. We spent a decade, you know, repeating our ten digit, twelve digit card numbers right. in endless amounts of frustration and and kind of pressing zero to end that experience. So, you know, the opportunity I think we have now in 2020, um, there is a new technology innovation. It is AI, it is automation, but um, you know, our perspective is we've got the ability to make that shift now without um, putting the customers in the ditch for five or six years, without destroying our NPS scores and our CSAT scores, you know, um, without uh, our customers having to pay the price. And that, that's our mission. We, we believe there's a way to I love implement it. this technology without leaving the customer behind. Yeah, so uh, you're using some acronyms there. IVR, Interactive Voice Response System. That's when you're talking to the, th this is my, you can be saying numbers or punching numbers, but this is my version of what you're talking about. Uh, agent, agent, <laughs> screaming at the phone, agent. Okay, uh, uh, what's another one? Representative, representative. <laughs> so yeah, so, it, it's a perfect example where, that the economic advantage of that was the business case around it was so compelling that all of the customers moved and adopted. Um, but it, it took a long time for that uh, technology to really deliver to the customer. And a lot of those companies took a brand hit. Um, you know, so, and that's similar to, you know, frankly, that's similar to what's happening today. There's a lot of virtual agents out there. There's a lot of bots out there. Uh, there's a lot of AI out there. It is underperforming. It doesn't need to. And um, you know, our, our point of view is that we can make this transition to these technologies in 2020 very quickly. And if we do it the right way, um, we don't have to, um, uh, you know, we don't have to blow up the customer experience in the, in the, along the way. 
Right. Well, that's what I want to talk about next is how to do it the right way, how to uh, have AI mimic the human customer service agent. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to talk more to Anthony Bryden, the CEO and co-founder of Directly, about how AI may not actually be taking over the world <laughs> based on what you've heard. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Do you want to amaze your customers, impress your colleagues, and outshine your competition? Well, going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-the-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. And I wrote about this in my best-selling book, Be Amazing or Go Home. And now I have some good news. We just re-released the book in paperback form. And in this book, I let you in on the secrets behind my mantra, always be amazing. And I share with you the simple practices that can elevate your game. Mastering these practices will help you create trust, build stronger relationships, advance your career, and much more. So now is the time to step out of the ordinary and into amazement. Be amazing or go home is available at amazon.com. So what are you waiting for? Make the choice today to be amazing or go home. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Anthony Bryden. Now, earlier when I was introducing him, I almost said Anthony, and I started to say A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, but you actually spell your name Anthony. There's an H missing. And at the break, I was uh, trying to be funny. I said, what happened? Was there a misspelling on the birth certificate? And you just said, oh, what the heck? Let's just stay with Anthony. But you gave me a really interesting it's a, answer. It's a little more deliberate than that. Uh, 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 Anthony, it's Mark Anthony from Shakespeare. Uh, my, my folks were both stage and uh, Shakespearean actors, which explains completely how I became a technologist. <laughs> Did they say, don't go into acting? Or you just said, I don't want any Pretty part of that. They said, whatever you do, this is not, this is not a reliable life. This is not a steady paycheck. Stay away. Yeah. Well, you can, you can uh, say that to Tom Cruise and it'll probably <laughs> differ in opinion. But uh, anyway, well, that's great. All right. So I just, you know, I think back to Will Smith and this movie, I think it was called AI, wasn't it? Yes. Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, artificial intelligence is the machines are taking over the world. And, uh, and, and AI is going to, you know, and I have this old expression, you know, um, you know, the old, uh, when MTV came around, they said, will video kill the radio star? And it didn't, did it? So will AI kill the customer service agent or will AI, I mean, will it transform? I, I think it is transforming things, but, but what's going on in that world? And, and how do you, I'm asking a bunch of questions at once. How do you make AI work so well? that customers are happy and they aren't paying the price, as you said in the earlier part of our show. Right. So, so, so the first part of your question, um, you, you know, our, my, my perspective is that AI is going to be transformative inside and outside customer service. And it, it is going to transform the nature of, of almost uh, every job, you know, in the, in, in the kind of knowledge sector. And, uh, and you can just think of, if you just inventory the tasks that you do in a day, you know, there are a few of them that are creative, that, that rely on your experience, that rely on your insight, that rely on these attributes that are, um, that are fundamentally human. Um, but there's a lot of tasks that you, you do in your day that are rote. You know, they, are, they, are, um, they feel like data entry, they feel like repetitive. They're the kind of tasks you can do when the music is playing and you're doing other three things. 
And, right. and those are the types of tasks that are going to be automated very quickly here. And that is going to, that's going to restructure um, what every job looks like and what every function looks like. Well, it saves time and effort. And it's, it's uh, AI becomes convenient as a strategy. And by the way, I don't think that uh, any customer is going to feel uh, the impact of having to talk to an IVR when really all it's doing is making things faster and streamlined. Well, well I think that that, um, that, that is um, the extraordinary opportunity for customer service. You know, the, uh, mm -hmm. um, the ability to solve the customer's problem um, instantly and immediately if, if we can drive quickly to a situation where uh, AI understands the intent of the customer, understands what they're trying to do, uh, and can help that customer efficiently do that. I think that that's the, that's the real opportunity uh, that's in front of us right now. Now, in terms of how to make it work, you know, which is your second question, um, the reality is that sentence, um, understand the customer's intention, is brutally difficult. You know, and uh, and English language and conversational interfaces make that make make the simple job of analyzing a conversation and understanding what's going on uh, really uh, really tough. And are we there with um, it? Uh, we are getting there quickly. And one of the ways that we're getting there um, is by uh, integrating uh, people and integrating experts into that experience, so that that people can actually train automation and train AI. To, wake, uh, to make it work. The shortcomings of AI have always been that context, that understanding, and then the applying the creativity and expertise to solve problems. And, and we're at a point right now um, uh, where with technology, we can tap that human expertise, tap that human uh, creativity, and infuse it with the AI systems so they work better. And as an example, um, you know, I, um, you know, I'll say that you can have um, conversations and inquiries coming into a, um, a customer service system where the AI alone may not be able to understand the customer's intent. But if you attach that, um, uh, you know, to a network of subject matter experts, um, those subject matter experts can very quickly and very efficiently help establish context and, uh, and establish intent and then uh, help the automation work and work better. Uh, that's that that is that is what is happening broadly in the technology realm. That is the part of technology that we focus on, that uh, that our company focuses on. Essentially, a platform uh, that allows companies to build networks that have that expert intelligence in it and use that expert intelligence to make uh, automation work and work more effective. I mean, it's a fascinating thing, and and it's hard. And even though I'm in this world a little bit, it's still hard for me to get my arms around the whole idea of how it really works because it's not a bunch of, of, you know, like, uh, coding, you know, pluses, minuses, or zeros or whatever. It's, it's, it's so much more, but one thing you just said fascinates me. You said that I would think that AI is there to support the person, but you just mentioned that the subject matter expert, the thought leader perhaps is actually being, uh, we are, those we are supporting the AI that will then deliver better information to the customer. Did I hear yeah, that that's right? right. And, and you're right. We, we, the, the, the common story that you often hear uh, is the AI, you know, and, and the robot trailing around behind the person and helping them with mundane tasks. Um, you know, we, we are, um, we are excited about the inverse equation, which is the opportunity for people to apply their subject matter expertise 
um, and to be rewarded uh, for training the automation and the, and the AI to work more effectively. Ultimately, if the robot is helping, a, uh, you know, if the AI and the automation is helping a person, the customer would still have to wait for that person, you know, and that could be minutes, you know, that in some right. cases could be hours. So if your goal is to really delight, um, uh, you know, the customer at the moment they have a problem at 2 a.m. in the morning, at 4 a.m. in the morning, uh, you know, uh, it, it, then it really is about um, uh, using people and their expertise to train the automation to work uh, effectively. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So uh, I, I, let me tell you a story. And I think this is me paying the price of a company jumping in to AI sooner than they should. And I think today uh, there's a much better solution to this. So uh, I've mentioned this uh, example, I believe, at least once. It's probably been a long time. So I'm looking to buy a peripheral. Uh, a, a, an ex, actually, it's a docking station for my computer. Actually, it's somebody in her office. And my question that I wanted to have answered is, if I put the computer into the dock, will the computer start charging? Or is the dock just to connect it to like the keyboard and the monitor, and I still have to plug in externally a second cord? I wondered, uh, because obviously the docking station has a charger to it, you know, a, a cord going from the wall. I'm wondering, is that gonna charge the computer? So. I'm on the website and the little chat bot pops up and says, how can I help you? I have a question, does the docking station charge the computer? And the response was, which computer do you want to buy? Nice. Right, so then I t texted back, I don't wanna buy a computer, I wanna buy the docking station, does it charge the computer when you dock it or do you need a separate cord? Same exact answer. Uh, which computer do you want to buy? And I finally said, okay, that's the end of that. Uh, that was me paying the price of a poorly engineered artificial intelligence experience. Yeah, yes, you're exactly right. That's the, that's the perfect anecdote, anecdote to what I described. And it's also the perfect anecdote to, uh, uh, to explain the difficulty um, that unassisted AI systems have in understanding your intent, understanding mm -hmm. what you were trying to do, and to answer that more effectively. Now, now, now the good news is um, that um, uh, by, by connecting that, uh, that AI system um, uh, to a platform of subject matter experts, that AI system can get a lot better very quickly at understanding your intent and that it was focused on a docking station and not a computer. And that AI mm -hmm. system can get better at providing an answer. So where that system was struggling was A, understanding the intent, and then B, coming up with an answer that wasn't already in its library. Um, and that is an, in another area where AI systems struggle. Um, they can retrieve and they can match answers, but they can't necessarily generate new content you know, and new answers very quickly. Um, uh, mm -hmm. And they certainly can't generate it for the millions of permutations that you might have when you're buying that that docking station, that computer, that peripheral, uh, you know, the, the, the infinite number of combinations there. Um, that's where uh, uh, human creativity, that's where human problem solving matters, and that's where uh, uh, we can now uh, uh, tap subject matter experts to, to drive those answers and solve the understanding problem and solve the answer problem at the same time. So it sounds to me like uh, what has to happen is there needs to be a natural and very quick segue 
uh, from dealing with the customer dealing with the artificial intelligence to a human and that human subject matter expert, customer support agent, whatever you want to call them, needs to not only help the customer, but at the same time, help the machine understand and get better for the next time a similar situation takes place. Uh, uh, that's right. And you can, you can effectively front load all of that work um, so that, that the universe of understanding gets very broad very quickly. Um, and so the universe of answers and all the permutations gets very broad very quickly. Um, and it can adapt very quickly. Uh, the adaptation is a really important point. Products are changing so quickly now. Pricing is changing so quickly. Distributors are changing so quickly. The whole, the whole kind of topology changes so quickly um, that the answer that was right on Monday is not necessarily right on Tuesday. And, wow. and, when, things, uh, and when and things change that fast, the adaptivity of, this, uh, of these systems becomes really crucial. Um, and um, uh, that, that adaptivity that um, uh, is also something that uh, uh, people are really good at. Understanding when the, yep. when the situation has changed and then um, reforming and reshaping the answers and the content to meet that, that, that new context. All right, well, it sounds like we're talking about something truly futuristic and scientific, but it's really things that are happening today. The Will Smith movie was truly science fiction with the word fiction attached to it, and I emphasize that. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, uh, Anthony, I wanna talk to you about where you see the future of customer service technology. A lot of people are hearing what we're talking about today and thinking, that is the future. No, that's what's happening now. There's a lot more to look forward to. It'll be a better experience for both the customer and the thought leaders and agents that are working to support the customer, and a great experience for everyone all around. We're going to take a short break. We come back, we're going to talk about all of that and a little bit more, so don't go away. Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. And that's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating, and we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more, so the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hey everyone, we're back talking with Anthony Bryden, the CEO and co-founder of Directly, and we're talking about all things AI, and Directly is a leader in the customer support automation world, and we're hearing from the man himself. So we've, I'm just fascinated by this whole topic. I'm fascinated that sometimes companies get it so right, and sometimes, as I shared with you my example, that was so wrong. I don't know if that example is relevant as today, uh, simply because they've had a few years to fix that problem, probably two or three years. But where do you see the future for all of this? Because I feel like we're in the future, but there's a future to this future. Uh, yeah, I think, I think companies have made uh, the decision to make the jump. Uh, you know, I think the, uh, the, there's, there's two things that are going on uh, in, in support that I consider kind of tectonic shifts and important. Um, one is the shift to conversational interfaces. Uh, the, you know, and, and we believe that the way companies and customers connect moving forward is, is going to be about uh, chat and asynchronous messaging and SMS 
you know, and the conversational format instead of all of, instead of the phone models that are starting to atrophy, instead of the web forms, mm -hmm. instead of the communities, um, that the share of conversational has gone from four to over 20% in just the last two, three years. So I think that more and more companies are adopting that model. Um, and on, on the conversation before you get into that, am I going to be talking to a computer that talks really slow to me and repeats everything I say? Or are we going to have a conversation like you and I are having right well, now? Well, I mean, the, the, it, it's interesting. The conversational mo uh, models that are dominating uh, are the digital ones, the text-based ones, not the phone-based ones. It, okay, interesting. And by the way, that's fast and quick and instantaneous. It's fast, it's quick, it's instantaneous, it's asynchronous. And the phones in our pockets, you know, they're no longer phones. They're asynchronous messaging device. Is that what that <laughs> is? That's a phone? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere on the screen, <laughs> the little phone icon that you use occasionally. Um, you know, when someone doesn't respond to a text message. But, but you asked me about the future. The, 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 um, uh, it is conversational. Um, and that's simply because that, that, is, that is what the, the phone dictates, that asynchronous messaging you know, experience. And then the second thing is automation. Um, and when uh, uh, and companies, that, you know, the economic advantages and the necessities are huge. Uh, companies are moving to automation. When you put automation in those digital channels, uh, you know, that, that combination, what you get is a virtual agent. Um, so, so, you know, that is, that is what the future holds. And, you know, our conviction is uh, um, uh, that we can deliver uh, that technology um, with a customer experience that's actually superior instead of going through that technology cycle where the customer service, uh, the customer experience suffers for five years. Wow. Yeah, that's great. So a um, couple examples of companies that have adopted your technology. Uh, our customers, I mean, if you, if you look at our website, our customers range from the largest uh, technology companies on the planet, like Microsoft, uh, you know, to the largest uh, uh, smartphone device manufacturers like Samsung, uh, you know, to some of the largest uh, uh, software and enterprise companies like SAP and Autodesk, yeah, um, uh, large gaming companies. Uh, it, it spans a whole a whole spectrum of industries. Is this a technology that costs so much it's going to be prohibitive for the small and medium sized business? Uh, no, you know, uh, it isn't. You know, the um, the the advantages that what what costs so much right now are incredibly inefficient and unproductive models for support. You know, the uh, U.S. companies spend two hundred and fifty billion a year on this support function. You know, it, even small companies can find themselves spending a million, you know, two million a year on, on their support function. And, and at the same time, the customer satisfaction that's on the other end of, of, that, uh, of that two. It's abysmal in some cases. You know, cases. it's poor. We are, we're, we're coming out of a 20th century model, uh, you know, that may have worked in 1950 and may have worked in 1960s, but certainly didn't work in the latter half of the 20th century, certainly hasn't worked for the first 20 years. Uh, and we're moving into a new model of those conversational interfaces, of that automation that, that can deliver a good experience in the moment. Uh, and, th and that is, uh, uh, that's real and that's, uh, and that's near and that's here. I'm excited about it, I really am. So we're almost out of time and I always ask the one thing question, what's the one thing you wanna leave our audience with as they think about everything we've talked about today? I would encourage customers not to accept uh, a brand hit, not to accept a reputation hit, and, and not to think that that is synonymous with automation. We got conditioned on that. We said, we're going to try a new technology. It's going to be janky at first. 
and our CSAT is going to suffer and our brand is going to suffer, but we're going to claw our way back over four or five years. Um, you don't have to do that. And I hope and, not. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and there are, there are other platforms, there are platforms like ours, uh, you know, and, and methods, um, where, where we can move to this, um, uh, where we can move to automation or we can move to AI and actually improve the experience at the same time. Um, so I want to, I want to coach, uh, away from that old conventional wisdom, um, that these shifts are, are, are traumatic, um, and, and, uh, um, and counterproductive from the for the customer. They don't have to be, uh, and that's what's going to usher in this era a lot quicker. All right. So I'll sum it up by saying, a dramatic shift doesn't need to be a traumatic. I like shift. that. That's fantastic. Let's tweet that out. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. We have gone deep into technology and talking about artificial intelligence, talking about customer support automation with our new best friend in the world of this technology, and that's Anthony Bryden, the CEO and co-founder of Directly, and it's spelled just like it sounds, D-I-R-E-C-T-L-Y. Thanks so much for being on the show. I really appreciate Jeff, it. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody, another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We will be back next week with another interview. So please uh, come back, enjoy it. If you like it, leave a great rating. Send us any questions you have, any comments you have. Ask Shep, it's hashtag. So until then, Shep Hyken here reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.